And our man who called many of uh, those games during the college football season is smack dab in the middle of the hardwood right now. So he's not having to brave the elements like he did in Manhattan, Kansas a few weeks ago. No, he, he's, he probably he can wear short sleeves in the comfy gymnasiums or the uh, auditoriums or the arenas. And the one and only, the legend, as I call him, Tim Brando joins us now. Timmy B, what is happening? Oh, I'm just uh, happy to be home. I got that holiday feeling and a hoop-dee-doo and a bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. I'm with T.C. Martin in Vegas, for Christ's sake. There's, uh, there's worse things to be doing with my free time here at the Chateau. It's good to be with you. Uh, likewise, my friend. I can't believe it. You're yeah. actually getting a little bit of a break here. I mean, I thought you would just yeah. be, you know, go, 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 and he's just taking a you know a day off to visit with us, but... uh and that means you're probably uh, putting up Christmas tree lights or something over there in Shreveport. Yeah, I did that yesterday. I, I flew home from uh, Philly, got home in plenty of time, got over all the bad weather that was moving in that direction, left at like 5 a.m. in the morning, got home about 10 o'clock central, and and, uh, and we started decorating inside and out, getting ready for the grandkids. And I don't work again till the 30th of December, so I'm, uh, I am chilling and oh, I decompressing love it. I after – after a couple of basketball games, one in Madison, Wisconsin last week, and uh, and just the other day at, uh, in Philadelphia with UCLA and and Villanova, and and so now um, plenty of time to just uh, sit back, enjoy uh, the holidays, and and then from time to time come on shows like yours and just undress, <laughs> completely undress the college football playoff system yeah of course my friend and see i'm glad i know that i've got you for the next uh two and a half or three weeks because i'll (laughs) I'll tap into you maybe one more time i'm not going to bombard you but you know it's 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 such a gala every time you come on timmy b because you never know you know where which direction we're going to go here you know so that's what's it's beautiful so i appreciate it man i i I assumed you'd want to talk about the heisman and i'm fine with that Mm -hmm. uh and and you know and i don't to be honest with you, I, I railed on the uh, CFP so badly last week. I mean, I just really came out with an axe, and I chopped it up into a gazillion pieces. And I and I don't want to appear like the angry old man uh, that that people want to uh, to to paint me as whenever I'm pissed off about something. But you know, look, I've been going at it with the college football postseason. You know, for five decades. I mean, from the time I started hosting the original game day, I've never liked the college football postseason. Oh, and I'll remind you and, and some of your fans out there that may be uh, your age or younger, there was a college game day before 1993. I just thought I'd point that out. We actually did have a college game day uh, in 1987 and 88 and, and so on before before 93, before they took it on the road and made it into an iconic show. All, all due respect to them making it an iconic show, because I certainly didn't. Um, but 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 uh, there was a show. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, there you go. It, uh, that's the show. <laughs> exactly. As they said in Seinfeld, yeah. that's the show. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, no, we, uh, you know, and I, I love your takes on that. And, and I do believe that you got a, a, a good ripping as you normally do when we talk about, you know, college football. And, you know, yeah. last time we had you on, I think we, we, we talked about it, uh, you know, the travesty, but, but Timmy B, we, we cannot, uh, you know, censor you in any way, shape or form. So if you want to give us <laughs> again, we're going back to our old DJ days. Give me the 45 version. You don't have to give me the 12 inch version. Give me the 45 <laughs> version of how you want to rip the college football playoff and I'll jump oh, in with you. God. 
Well, it just, it, it, um, you know, it's always sucked. But sometimes you had to explain to fair-minded people why the college football postseason sucked. I suppose I should thank them this year for being so bad at sucking that I really don't have to explain it to people. They now know why it sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, I, I thought Mike Krzyzewski put it perfectly on his Sirius XM show uh, that he does weekly. And, and he said, um, I believe it was Danny Cannell that was hosting his show for him. And he told Danny, who was clearly in mourning about Florida State, he said, um, he said, he said, the people that are on that committee obviously uh, are more athletic directors than they are coaches because coaches' perspectives would always be, hey, you know, Florida State won after they lost their starting quarterback. And they couldn't win because of the quarterback anymore, but they still had to win to stay undefeated. And how did they do it? They did it with an incredibly tenacious defense, and they did it with uh, a backup quarterback that really was pretty good. And then when they lost him, they had to do it with a third-string quarterback who you knew had not gotten any reps at all. And they still managed to win the ACC championship uh, despite all of that. And um, what happens with teams that, that have players that get hurt a lot of times, and this is from the, the all-time winningest basketball coach of all time, he said, other players ante up. Other players raise their level. So, I mean, how how incredibly heroic would it have been to have seen Florida State potentially or have the chance, okay, to heroically go about the business of winning a national title with their mission-critical position player being a backup? Oh, but, but America was robbed of that. We have no chance of knowing. And now these condescending jerks that put this thing together want to throw this narrative out there. Well, they've got their opportunity to prove that they belonged by beating Georgia, as if a glorified exhibition game that means absolutely nothing, okay, is going to be as important or as critical or as well-played by the same personnel uh, because of the opt-outs. We know it won't be the same personnel. And, and even if, by the way, Florida State were to beat Georgia, don't you know that the narrative from the national media, particularly those in Bristol blanking Connecticut would be that Georgia didn't care. Therefore they didn't show up to play. Of course that would be the narrative. We don't want to rain on the SEC, do we? So there you go. Well, let's that's see. the 45 version. That was the 45 <laughs> version. Okay. Well, it, yeah. was, it wasn't actually, you know, um, you know, as short as, uh, you know, Dr. John's, you know, right place, wrong time, which is one yeah. of my favorite songs because that's a song to me. Be there we go that, you know, I'd like to go on forever. And that's the four, that's a true 45 right there that gives you a little bit more. I want some more of what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying, Timmy B? Like, Dr. John, you could go into, like, a guitar riff for about two and a half minutes on this bad boy. But again, when you're dealing in 1973, we were making songs under three minutes. From New Orleans, Louisiana, John Rubino <laughs> in the right place at the wrong time. <laughs> but it must have been the wrong time. <laughs> 
Why I went there, I have no idea. But that's the 45 that was stuck in my head. And I'm going, (laughs) this is longer than Timmy B's, uh, you know, uh, Timmy B's dissertation just went longer than that. You just went 12 inch, my friend, or at least LP version. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Okay. I'll go with that. (laughs) I love it. So what do you think, man? Uh, Jaden Daniels is the Heisman Trophy winner. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I mean, I guess so. He, he, but it was a close vote, correct? Well, yeah, I figured it would be a close vote. And um, now that it's over, I can tell you that I did vote J- Jalen Daniels number one. I voted uh, Michael Penix number two and Bo Nix number three. Uh, I was ready. In fact, I'd say the night that uh, Spencer and I did the USC – Oregon game, which I thought was a vital game for, I think it was probably the biggest game for Bo Nix all year, because they they had to win to stay at one loss with as many yards as SC had been giving up defensively in the games leading up to that he was going to have to torch USC okay, he was going to have to light it up I mean, put pinball wizard numbers up on the board, right and he did, and he did it uh, on national television against the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, who you knew wouldn't lay down. I mean, you knew Caleb would go for the gusto himself, and he did. And uh, but, but Oregon still won the game going away. I mean, they won the game going away, and Bo at that time looked to me to be the best player in the country. And I really thought Oregon, in a rematch, would beat Washington. I have to hand it to Spencer Tillman. I he he was bullish on Washington from the jump. He said those two bookend defensive ends were difference makers, and that's the reason why in the red zone, even though Washington would give up a lot of yards, they were really good defensively in the red zone, and and they were. And uh, for them to knock off Oregon in the Pac-12 title game on a fast track, right there where you are in Vegas, was impressive. And but the thing I was looking for in that game. Uh, was a similar performance by Nix uh, to the one he had at, uh, against USC, and it didn't happen. Now, he was effective, and he certainly brought him back, put him in a position to have a comeback win, and maybe even have a Heisman moment, but it didn't happen because Washington did what? They counterpunched, and they made enough plays, and Penix did too. But if you looked at the two of those quarterbacks and said, okay, if there were no Jalen Daniels, and we didn't have these gaudy stats from him that were, you know, sort of the quarterback's version of Barry Sanders in 1988 when everyone wanted to give the Heisman that year to either Troy Aikman or Rodney Pete of UC, USC and UCLA. They did. I mean, they all did. Uh, ESPN even sent me because uh, I was the host of – did I mention I was hosting Game Day back in 87? <laughs> I've heard that before, yes. Yeah. Game Day you, back then. You know what, I actually well, I watched it. I think there are a lot of people that watch that. ESPN now that really think there was no there was no Game Day until 1993. Yeah. Uh, but there was. Uh, and I, Weren't you they, wearing a yellow jacket back in those days too? Uh, no. <laughs> we had blue jackets with that That's sort right. of a bad uh, red – Okay. Hatch with a yellow ESPN on it. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good set of hair. I almost had I, to wear it. it. No, I, I almost had to wear it, but I didn't. I missed it by that much. Uh, um, anyway, they had me go out in, in the summer to do interviews with Aikman and Pete for a Heisman special. <clears throat> Needless to say, there was no Barry Sanders in that special. Okay. <laughs> he just started putting together these unbelievable numbers where Jalen Daniels did the same thing at quarterback. 
that that um, that Barry Sanders did at running back in 1988. Sort of out of nowhere, started posting these incredible numbers. Now, when they lost their third game, and this was a competitive advantage, I thought, for Daniels in terms of the Heisman. It was a competitive advantage. Once they lost that third game to Alabama, uh, and he got knocked out of the game, I think, honestly, LSU could have beaten Alabama, maybe should have beaten Alabama had he stayed healthy and, and stayed in the game. But he got knocked out with about 12 minutes left, and the game got a little nuts, and, and Alabama won going away because LSU had to score on every series if they were going to beat them. They had no defense. I mean, none. But uh, I thought Brian Kelly did a really smart thing. He said, okay, it's a three-loss team. We still have a chance to win 10 games and and finish maybe in the top 15, which is good for the foundation of our of our program. Coming off a 10 and four season last year, we got a chance to go 10 and three this year. How am I going to do it? Well, you know, I've got no defense to do it, so I'm just going to let Jalen Daniels just throw it every time. I'm going to just tell him, young man, go out and throw it deep, and if you don't throw it deep, run deep. <laughs> he basically said, whatever numbers you're going to get, if you've got seven touchdowns and you, and you need eight, go ahead and get the eight. I mean, that's what he did. Yeah, you're right. The rest of the season for LSU was like, let's pad the stats of Jaden Daniels, which, which is fine because you're not going to win a national title. You're not going to win the Southeastern Conference title. If you're going to get to 10 wins in a New Year's Day Bowl, which is what they did, uh, you need him to be – uh, just posting unbelievable numbers. He's got a great uh, uh, repertoire of talent, both with his legs and his arm, and he's got two outstanding wide receivers and an excellent tight end. So he just went out and, and got the numbers. When you're in a championship race for a national title, you can't afford to let your quarterback do that. Number one, he could get hurt. Number two, there's sometimes when you want to control the football – and not let the other team get it back because you might be in a close game. And that was going on with both Washington and Oregon in that Pac-12 title game. And to me, and I was ready to to pull the lever for either of the the two quarterbacks in that championship game if one had distinguished himself as being that much better than the other. Mm -hmm. You know, if if Penix had been, if he had had a lights-out game, and he had really outplayed Bo Nix. I would have, I would have voted him number one, and and uh, ultimately I would have done the same thing if Nix had, had outplayed um, Penix. But neither one happened. I thought it was sort of a tie, you know, between those two. And because they did not distinguish themselves enough between themselves, I felt Daniels had to get my first place vote because I watched him too often do things that, in my opinion, neither Nix or Penix could achieve. Neither one of them could run from their own 10-yard line if needed all the way to the end zone or close to the end zone on a scramble play, on an ad-lib play. And this kid can do that. Uh, he's just an exceptional talent, and, and, and that's why I voted Daniels number one. And I only saw him one time in a game I called, and that wasn't his freshman year. It was at Arizona State, and he didn't have much around him then either. And he single-handedly beat a, a decent Michigan State team uh, that particular year, um, and and um, 
at that point, I said, man, if this kid learns how to throw it, really learns how to put some air underneath it uh, and, and throw certain passes that maybe he doesn't have in his arsenal right now, he could be special. And he really has improved in that area in the last two years at LSU. He, the entire time he was at uh, Arizona State, he was a fairly one-dimensional quarterback. So I'd say that uh, Den Brock, the offensive coordinator, and uh, the quarterback guru help that he's gotten while he's been at LSU has really helped him a great deal. He I, deserved to win it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I've got no problem with it. Uh, and like I said, I was I was prepared to vote the other two guys in over him had they, in my opinion, done enough in that championship game in Vegas. But I don't think either one did. Right. Tim Brando joins us, Fox Sports, on the college football side and basketball side. Uh, Marco D'Angelo in the house with us here today. Uh, Tim, uh, Marco is basically our Bino Cook of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's our degenerate gambler. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tri- uh, trivia for you. He went to my high school. Who, who's that? Bino Cook. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Look at that. High school. There you go. Many decades <laughs> apart, but we went to the same high school. See, yeah. Jake, Bra- Jake hey, Browning went to mine and Bino Cook to yours. Go ahead, Tim. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking to a guy that went to my high school. Brando. I'm blanking believable. <laughs> A great Christmas present. Oh, that's great, Tim. Tim, what I was going to ask you, and you said that you waited till you know you thought that one of the two quarterbacks uh, from the Big Pac-12 mm-hmm. championship game would do it. Right. What is the actual window? Because I know some put their votes in earlier than others. When is the first time that you can submit your Heisman Trophy uh, ballot, and then what is the uh, the cutoff deadline? Uh, I believe it's Sunday at like eight o'clock Eastern time, seven seven Central, eight o'clock Eastern. Uh, the Sunday after the Saturday championship games on the sixth of December this year, or whenever that was, was it December third? Right. We, championship week was December third, right? Right. Correct. The championship correct. Saturday, so yep. so the fourth on the f- on that Sunday. Well, Sunday was the eight, third. Now, yeah. now the first time you could submit it. They had, they opened the, the the balloting, and I didn't, I don't agree with this. I don't think they should, but they did open the voting on it via the internet on the Monday, the week of the championship games. So after the Thanksgiving rivalry weekend games were played, that following Monday is when they opened up the voting. There you go. All right, um, Timmy B, we're ready for some college uh, <coughs> football bowl games here. I'm, I'm very curious. Yep. All right, what is your favorite? College football bowl name this year because we got some doozies. I mean, every year, you know, it gets it gets uh, crazier and crazier. I mean, I'm looking at you know we've got the avocados for Mexico Cure Bowl. We've got that. Um, let's see. Isn't that the? Uh, isn't that the? Um, the new is that the? Isn't that the new name for the Sun Bowl? No, 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 my friend. We What's got the one for the. There's a new one for the Sun yes. Bowl that I really like. Well, it's our favorite. Go, go, go! Look up in your. Uh, you know, we'll go back to Serial Madness, uh, Timmy B. It's Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's it. Yeah. There you go. And by the way, who didn't ever? I mean, who didn't have at some point Tony the Tiger in their cereal bowl at home? Well, who I still mean, doesn't? On. I mean, some of us that still have it up there. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. we're not up there like you and Bill Cartwright who have Raisin Bran going or you know Grape Nuts. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm trying to tell Cartwright all the time, come on, big boy, you got to get with the sugar. 
Because no, yeah. I mean, he's a grape nuts guy. So yeah, yeah, we need I, that. I, I like that one a lot. I don't think that any bowl game though ever got hammered for a bowl game name any more so than my hometown bowl <laughs> when it was called the Poland Weed Eater Independence Bowl. That's right. Years ago, it was it was, and the man that owned Poland Weed Eater was a golfing buddy of mine. Uh, who had moved into Shreveport from uh, the Midwest. His name was Carl Mikovich, God rest his soul. And he helped save that bowl game. And at the time, I think he brought 250000 of his own dollars and, and put it in there in the early 90s, well over 30 years ago. And as <laughs> as a lovely parting gift for his uh, giving up 250 large, he got just, uh, a, a complete five-year run of bad bull jokes by sports talk hosts and sportscasters and sports writers all around the country. Uh, and he always smiled and laughed and, and said, you know what, as long as they spell the company name right, I'm fine, Tim. It's good. We're all good. <laughs> you know, it's the Weed Whacker Bowl. It's this, it's that. Uh, but, I don't, you know, to me, that's tame compared to some of the names that we have now. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, if, I mean, if you want to go, uh, let's let's stick in our in our cereal cupboard up there, Timmy B. Uh, for the first time, I believe this year, we've got NC State and Kansas State playing in the Pop Tarts Bowl. True story. It's a Pop Tarts Bowl. It's, it, it, it doesn't even have something presented by Pop Tarts. It's just straight Pop Tarts yeah. Bowl. I love it. Yeah, Jeez. love it. That's just that's that's sweet. I, uh, I think at one point, I'm not sure exactly when. But help me out. What was the what was the name of the the guy that had the um, you know had the magazine that did Hustler magazine and had um, Larry Flint? Yeah, Larry Flint. Larry Flint. Yeah, you know he had the the club. He, he had these clubs. We, Flint, we have a gambling Hustler degenerate, club. and then we got a porn degenerate here in our studio. There you go. That's our crew, right. Timmy well, B. There they, you go. They 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 honestly, I, I kid you not, they honestly, uh, there is a Larry Flint. Uh, Hustler Club strip joint in my hometown, and they actually did submit to see if, in fact, they could possibly uh, put their logo on the fifty-yard line. <laughs> and um, let's just say it, 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 it would not have gone over well in the Bible Belt necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> but but can you imagine if that ever happened? Right? Yes. You know the blank and blank bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what those what those lovely what those what those lovely um you know the the gift bags are for the players when right? they when they come in yeah yeah the good about a thousand dollars worth of swag yeah it actually that would give a whole new meaning to the term swag when you think about it that's right and uh our studio sits about five and a half miles from the original and still standing there i've done many remote <laughs> there it's true from the Hustler Club, no question. Uh, hey, well, if you think about it, <clears throat> uh, how many how many fewer players might if there if there were more of these types of sponsors? Mm-hmm. Um, how many fewer uh, players would opt out? Yeah, I mean, you you might have more opting in than you would have opting out. Oh, the old, the old in and out. There you go. And don't forget Allegiant Stadium, uh, right across the street from uh, Crazy Horse Three. So and uh, and you can get their pamphlets uh, where they're going in and out of the stadium. Uh, get solicited all the time, Timmy B. So uh, a reason for you to come. How about I think they ought to. I think that we should uh, borrow a phrase from 
the interim coach at Michigan. And help me out, he had to win the Broyles Award. Didn't he win the Broyles Award? Sherman Moore, didn't he win the, the, the Broyles Award? He, Surely he did, right? He had to, right? You would think you so, You need right? to check that out. I've got to believe he won it. Okay. All right? Okay. And so you can come up with a bowl name and just would be totally unique to, to that one moment that he had on Fox and just call it the... Praise the Lord, these blanking guys. Talk to them, Bull. <laughs> All right, brother. We got to roll. Hey, enjoy. Is, by the way, was there a more magical moment in sports television than that? There, there wasn't. Jenny Taft holding the microphone, and he left out three F-bombs and two praises the Lord's in like a minute and five seconds. That is just golden. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, went over well in the Bible Belt, like you said. Top of the hour, brother. We will let you go. Appreciate you. I will uh, try to talk to you before Christmas. If not, have a great one there in Shreveport. Don't, don't, hey, don't ever change, but if you do, don't let him watch. There you go. Murph from the Magic Tone said that in the Blues Brothers. Okay, don't go changing. Timmy Brando, my guy.